Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. This week we are talking about Friendsgiving. Giving friends away. How many of you do Friendsgiving? I'd love to know. How many? What was that? All, all of you. you. Oh, yeah, Good. that's, that's what I heard. We all like Thanksgiving, and we do sometimes like our family. But the truth is, we all really like our friends. Now, typically, the food at family Thanksgiving's better. Okay, but we're just growing up still. But then it's more fun at Friendsgiving. Yes. Yeah. Well, this year we're going to do our Friendsgiving after Thanksgiving, so maybe we'll get to bring some of the good leftovers and add our own in. So what we wanted to talk about today was if you have done a Friendsgiving before or if you have wanted to do one, um, we want to give our little tips and tricks on throwing the best Friendsgiving because I have to say that our group of friends, we're really good at it. We've been doing Friendsgiving for like... Seven years. Something like that. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm, I bet some people are thinking, I don't have the house for this. My friends don't have the home for this. We've done it in the tiniest little Our houses. The place yeah. that we ever shared together um, was this tiny little duplex. Yes. And, and we made it work. Always. And it was so cozy because it works because it's not really the place. No. It's. It's the whole why and intention behind it, which I personally think, and I know you do too, is that the best part, most important yes. part. So we thought we'd give, we wrote down some tips and tricks, tips and tricks for throwing a Friendsgiving, because I think um, something that is overlooked is what we read a lot about in The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Yes. That you really need to set intentions around any gathering. And it doesn't mean that you're overthinking it and making it too complicated. It's just that it has a purpose I and think, it's meaningful. Yeah, that's actually the simplification of everything, you know? Yeah. it's That's what makes it simple. It drives the whole thing. Also, we get really caught as a society in like the old way of doing things, traditions, because it's been done this way for so long and you think certain things have to happen but if you start with your specific purpose and why behind your event then there's no rules she says like in the book for instance um someone's throwing a baby shower well you automatically go to all of the stereotypical time you know time worn events that you do all women yeah, all women, the type of games you play, the type of decor. And it doesn't have to be like that if it doesn't serve the whole purpose of why you're getting together. Mm-hmm. So just think about that first off whenever you are getting together for Friendsgiving. Is it for Instagram? <laughs> is it to... And that's okay. Yeah, is it to... Because you just want to throw something beautiful. Is it to connect with your friends? Is it to invite new friends and make new friends? Is it to really um, be focused on like a certain theme around gratitude and Thanksgiving? Or is it just a fun party? Like whatever it is, <clears throat> it's not wrong. It's just maybe know that beforehand and yes. then you can curate the event to be really good around why you're throwing it. It's kind of like the um Simon Sinek his um the he has like three circles he starts with in his TED Talks and it's like the why's right in the middle of the circle and then outside of that is the what and then outside of that's the how, I think. 
but it's just like that. So once you know your little purpose, then everything else, all the details should come out of it. And you might be thinking, Haley and Amanda, why do I need to have a why behind my friends giving? It's just friends giving. Well, if you want it to be incredible, yeah, you actually do need the why. Okay? A memorable, thoughtful, connecting experience. Who wants to get together frivolously? Not me. Right. So if you actually want it to be a good event, a good gathering, like you kind of do need to think about it a little bit beforehand. So let's start off with one of our first tips, and it's the guest, guest list. <laughs> I wonder if whistling sounds good on a podcast. Let's see. <laughs> um, so the guest list. There's a couple ways you can go about the guest list, okay? Either way, curate it. Like, yeah. really be thoughtful about the guest list. And you know what? This sounds bad, but your guest list over the years might change and maybe should change. Like, don't just keep inviting people because you all always have. Right. And there can be, like we said, different purposes for the different types of Friendsgiving. So it might be that you want to connect a bunch of your worlds mm. together. So like a bunch like of people that. that maybe wouldn't know each other, but are friends from work, your, maybe your partner's work, maybe, um, you know, if you go to church, like church friends or just people that you've known from childhood, like if you wanted to connect your worlds, that is a fun way to curate your guest list. Or you could do like the family, like your friends who are kind of your chosen family. And yes. it's, it's just, it's like a family Thanksgiving, but with your closest friends. The people that you kind of walk your everyday life with, your ups and your downs, those are your people. Because those, those two different guest list options are going to make for two very different events. Totally. Because throwing someone new in and people not knowing each other it's a whole different atmosphere right and you want to might create a space to where it's more mingling and not so structured um, sit down dinner type of thing like there's a lot of things that could change around which type of guest list you're going for we have typically well we've done both types we've done with people who are haven't known each other like mm -hmm. our very first one mm -hmm. we have done it where it's our best friends we've done we've done that one over and over again but they're all fun yeah they are and it kind of it's so wild that this is happening in the conversation it's so true like depending which guest list route you choose well, then it's going to probably end up, do you have like one big long table or do you have many different tables or whatever? You know what I just thought about a fun idea would be? What? Is I that do it. if it were like the family sitch, but every person brought a new friend. Yes. So then like that the other people didn't know because mm -hmm. then that would be a really fun mingling party. Yeah, because everyone would be attached to someone yeah, they, they really liked. Yeah, it wouldn't be like they're mm -hmm. totally on their own. <gasps> I just had another idea. What if Friendsgiving was a progressive dinner? Ooh, at the different houses. Yes. See, you can get creative with this. So, after also, I know we're not doing that this year, but maybe we could do, do it, it during year. the, ho oh, the holiday party. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so after the guest list is the most important thing. I have a question. Yeah. How do you do? You, is the way that you invite people is that a thing? So whenever I, this is what I think is the way that you invite is really going to set the tone for the type of event. So if you're wanting it to be more formal, go and you could do like a, a actual paper invitation, mm -hmm. even like a nice evite that like people like, you know, when the envelope opens up and it comes out and it's kind of formal, <laughs> a turkey it, pops out. I'm kidding. But then I think if you're doing like a group text, it's going to be kind of like. 
casual. More casual. Yeah. You know, it's not like some, I mean, it's still a big event, but it's not like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it just sets the tone. Totally. And I like both. Me too. Okay. So the most important thing is next, which is the food. Because, you know, Thanksgiving food is like what we live for all year. Mm. Like my family's Thanksgiving food is really good. Do you know what I hate? Uh, We've what? said this before. Uh, what? That it's so weird that you're my best friend of almost 18 years and I've never had it to my family. Yeah, because that's the thing with fr- friends and family like that's separate. Yeah, we are. I would say you're like my family more than some of my real family, which is bad to say. And like I have no, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never gotten to eat that food. It's so good. And you've never gotten to eat my my family's food. <laughs> but but honestly, I know that this this is a, a reference to friends. Like whenever Ross makes his Thanksgiving leftover sandwich <laughs> with the moist my maker sandwich. Yeah, like with the moist maker in there yes. and everything, but. For real, my mom makes the best leftover Mm -hmm. sandwiches. Like, I remember one time we had Thanksgiving out in West Texas. Michael came, my now husband, Maris. (laughs) Sorry, I keep calling him Michael. His name's Maris. I don't know why you keep doing that. I don't know why I keep doing that either. But he and I were driving, going to be driving back to Dallas the next day to get to some other event. And my mom packed us the leftover sandwiches and in the the road. And we were like, God, why is this so good? Like, it's so good with the cranberry sauce and the turkey and the gravy and the mashed potatoes on the sandwich. It's a lot of texture, a lot of savory, a lot of sweet. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, Thanksgiving food, we all know. Sheer joy. And there's melatonin in it because it puts you right to sleep. I love giving our dogs turkey. (laughs) They get sleepy and it's cute. Yeah. So... Here, here's the thing with Friendsgiving food. Okay. Definitely want to, I mean, you could do a themed dinner, but I think it's most typical to stay with a Thanksgiving type foods. But there are people that are sick of that food and they come up with a theme. Yeah. Something different. So here's, here's two ways that you could typically, typically go about this. One is you can Martha Stewart this bitch and like do it all on your own. And because if you're if you're hosting it specifically, mm-hmm. like if you're going to have it at your house and you're kind of planning it and making the invitations, then you could be like, I'm, I'm going to make everything hostess or the mostest. Right. And I've done this many times. I like it. Yes, because you're in full control. Right. And because type also, A. We're like, what kind of dish are you going to bring that in? <laughs> because type A, Amanda loves being in control. Now, that's a lot of work, though. It is. And, and a lot of people don't. En- it's not fun for them to do that and they don't enjoy it. And so don't go that route if it's going to make it not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you love to cook and bake, like go banana nut bread on this thing. OK. Also, if you have a good recipe for banana nut bread, we'll really? take it. <laughs> But the the most easy way that we do is a potluck. So we kind of, everyone kind of says what they're going to bring. And usually when we host it at our house, we bring we do the turkey. Yes. And it's, because that's like the big thing. We do the turkey and usually like the one side. Yeah. 
And then people s- kind of sign up to bring different sides and desserts. And what's fun about that is you get to bring kind of like recipes from your family. Yes. So it's like, this is what my, my family yeah. eats for Thanksgiving, which is kind of fun. And you get to kind of bring a piece of yourself and your family and your tradition and create your new tradition. And our friend Lisa was just telling me the other day she saw on TikTok, I'm sure, that... Um, there's a thing where you can bring, it was just an idea for Friendsgiving, that whenever you bring your dish, bring it the recipe written out. Ooh. But, like, they were saying to write the recipe in, like, your own words. So, like, to make it really fun and, like, write it kind however you wanted. Yeah, and then the host copies. makes copies and you add to it and it's like a Friendsgiving cook, thanks, like, Thanksgiving. Cookbook. Yes. We're doing that. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. You're welcome. It's adorable. Leaskies. Okay, I love that. I super mega ultra love that. Yes. And, you know, usually it's way too much food, which is love it. fun. Then yeah. everyone can... What if you prepared like a way for people to cutely take home leftovers? Like, like to-go boxes. boxes. Yeah, oh my like God. cute ones off yeah. Amazon. That's right. Yeah. Or you, locally made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I was going to say that because we watch Magnolia Table on Discovery Plus mm-hmm. or the Magnolia, Magnolia Network. And there's an episode that Joanna Gaines does and it's called Friendsgiving. She has some great recipes Ooh. that look beautiful. I don't think I've watched that one. Really? It's on season one. We need to watch it. But there's oh. one that I want to make for our Friendsgiving. Okay. So if you're kind of at a loss, like maybe your family doesn't have good Thanksgiving food. Like ours, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that's the life you've been dealt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it is, you can find some cool recipes. That episode, she has some really good ones, but there's great episode, uh, uh, great recipes everywhere that you could just try something new. One time I made a dish that turned out horrible, and we <laughs> all got it on our plate, and we just threw it out because it was really bad. And that's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, so and don't be afraid. <laughs> what? Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> no. That was the year I think I made the best turkey yeah, of all. Haley made the best turkey. I don't know how. Moist, Oof. delicious turkey. And we were all kind of outside having um, cocktails. Yeah, just chumming it up. And two of the guys were in the kitchen. I think talking. More. No, no, it was, oh, yeah, maybe three. In the kitchen talking. And my dog's sister, the Dalmatian, had jumped up on the counter and was eating the ass out of the turkey. The whole. The guys didn't. Ha- she ate half the half turkey. Half of the turkey. And we walk in and we're like, what the? And they were like, oh, oh my God. God. We were just we lost even- in conversation. And we were like, okay. And it's it's like funny now. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. so funny. But we like 16 people had to split half a turkey. <laughs> That's really funny. But so you don't, that even if. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, it shouldn't be perfect because we don't talk about the most perfect memories where nothing bad happens. And, you know, it's we talk about the dog eating mm-hmm. the ass out of the turkey. That's right. I still have that photo. Oh, yeah. It's really funny. So. That's two ways you could do it. You could Martha Stewart it or the potluck. I kind of recommend the potluck, but again, it totally depends on the type of party you're throwing. Next is decor. decor. Boop, 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 boop. Why did that song? I don't know. Feels right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so here's what I want to say about decor. This is going to be a long part. No, it's not. It's not going to be a long part. Because I just think there are different kinds of people out there. 
some like me, myself, who go really hard in the paint, and some who should be like you. No, over <laughs> and overdo it, and it's embarrassing a little no, bit. It like, isn't. No, I was talking to um, to Karen Courtney, actually the Miles sisters, yesterday, and Karen and I were talking about episode fifty when we go a little too overboard <laughs> on details and like making everything homemade, and then we get real embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like when people are like, "This is so good," and we're like, we just want to die. <laughs> And it's just like, isn't there a TikTok about that? Yeah, and there's a TikTok about this girl who's like, has people over. No, it's trash. I can't. She's like, oh, you love it. Yeah, I made it from scratch. No, I'll throw it away. It's bad. (laughs) She's like, you guys, is it hot in here? I'll I'll run to Home Depot real quick and get an AC unit. I'll be right back. (laughs) It's the funniest video, Um, because that's how I feel. It's like you do all this prep work and then you're so embarrassed. (laughs) You don't want anyone to know. No, it's too embarrassing. I didn't spend any time on this. And people are like, this is so good. And you just cry. (laughs) You just disappear in the kitchen. Um, No. So with decor, this is what I would say. There's some people who, (laughs) there are some people who this naturally is a skill, you know, like decorating, like setting a table. it, It comes naturally to them. I would say I am that person. Like I don't really, it's not that part's not difficult for me. Like I really enjoy thinking that up. It makes it, I think, kind of. But, but here's the thing: is if that's not your forte or your skill, do not fret because you can still make an excellent table. Mm-hmm. But With just remember that it's it's stuff. It's in the details. So like small, simple details that don't really take a ton of time or effort or creativity, really make a big difference this can be name tags Na- i was gonna say name tags they and you can make them so simple or you can make them really fancy and you can like we love Calligraphy. to like go forage something out of our yard and, and tie, tie little bu- bundles with the tag yes. on it like you can do you can pinterest your way through this but this is what i want to say is whatever you do preparing for the friendsgiving decor wise that should be a fun event in and of itself. So maybe you have a friend yes, help you yes. or your family, if, if it's you and your spouse or whatever, like you guys make that fun. Or you, if you, you and your girlfriend roommate are hosting like we would, we, the, we would almost have even more fun preparing for Friendsgiving oh my at gosh. our house. I can't wait. Because it's, it's fun to um, do those through. small details. And because those small details make people feel a certain way. You know, like, like you, thoughtful. Yeah, that you, that you thought about doing something on each plate, like a name tag or something like that, is thoughtful. It is, yeah. And the whole thing about friendsgiving is to make each other feel seen and loved and and so thought you're, about. You're yeah. grateful for their friendship, and so if you're like, oh, I'm terrible with flowers, order some. Like, yeah. like, go to your local florist. We have an amazing local florist in our neighborhood, and she does amazing arrangements. Yeah, and just you can just support her or, your, or that your business and your neighborhood, the local florist, and have them prepare something for you to put down the table. It doesn't have to Everyone be handmade. Everyone can light candles, right? You know, like there's a there's things out there that don't really take have a ton some, of taste. Ha, you know, have some music playing in the background that um, you curated a playlist of. of or one of your friends to take that part yeah you you can kind of delegate those things too so it 
It just needs to be thoughtful. So don't feel like it's this huge task. It should be really fun stuff that you're excited to create and make, like name tags or centerpieces or things like that. Like it's always fun to dream up the the Friendsgiving table. Yes, and how how you'll um, sit at the table together is one sort of decor, but also like how you'll display all the food that comes in. Like that's definitely something that needs to be thought about because maybe you just have a small space set aside and then people bring all their stuff and you're like, oh my God, where am I going to put all this? Yeah, because we've done it to where we do one long table that everyone sits at and then we've done small individual tables where we put different couples together and kind of curate that to mm-hmm. make different um, seating arrangements. And so you just have fun with it. Like, make it fun. Don't make it stressful. Like, just make it something enjoyable and thoughtful. Because it comes through. Okay. Ooh. The, the, this is kind of something we already said, but, like, the intention behind the event Right. So Friendsgiving, like we said, depending on what type of party you're having, it can have a different intention. Like you don't have to have a play by play of the whole night. Like, okay, now we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Now we're doing this. That's not what I mean. Right. But maybe if you're focusing on, um, you know, gratitude or being thankful for your friends in your life. Maybe there's a segment of dinner where you like want to do a toast Mm -hmm. and you have everyone go around and say something that they're really thankful for about the people at the table. Mm -hmm. Or you think of a different creative way to do that. If that doesn't suit your group of friends, right? You know, maybe you end up having a fire pit at the end and then you go around the fire pit or you toss something in. I don't know. Like there's a million ways you could do that depending on your intention. And like Priya Parker, this is like something that's in her book, The Art of Gathering, that I really love is when she says, um, sometimes people think if they plan out stuff like this that I'm saying, um, it's going to it's going to come across as like too controlly or too um, rigid. Yeah. Schedule. And like people will be like, what? I'm not doing that. But actually what she says is the opposite. Like people actually enjoy a framework and they like feeling like they're a part of something and that they have a part to play in it. Because sometimes they're, you know, there are people in the world that can fly by the seat of their pants and they're fine and they're socially comfortable with that. There but a lot, a lot of people aren't like that. Yeah, and they're like, dear God, I wish someone would tell me what to do right now so I could fit in and feel comfortable here. Yeah, so whatever the intention is behind your event, uh, your Friendsgiving event, try to come up with something that will play into that a little bit and make the night really feel like that was the centerpiece reason why you were getting together and then also be really like compassionate and flexible with yourself and your guests because if you get into the moment and like that doesn't work and it doesn't feel right and people aren't aren't comfortable with that you don't have to force it you know no and it's okay to be like oh thought that was a good idea but that doesn't feel fun right now why don't we try this you know right right let's play a game instead so that's that's just something to think about don't don't over plan it but give it structure And just, like she said, be flexible. Okay, and then finally, just some, like, fun extra stuff. This is if you're feeling extra. Um, Like having a signature drink. It could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Maybe one of each. Yeah, having a signature beverage. I feel like we always, this is specifically the part where we kind of go over the 
over the top because I'm thinking about our drink section right now of our parties, and it's like a hot apple cider, mold wine. Oh, there's this cocktail that, and we write the whole recipe out. And then there's like just beer and wine and sparkling water. And then we pour this in a certain jar. And we I like this I glass. Like beverages. And glassware. And glassware. And garnishes. So <laughs> you can go banana nut bread like us. And again, we would love the recipe love the recipe um or you could just have like one signature drink that's super simple we did it to where we've done it to where we pre-batched it Mm -hmm. and then we've done it to where we made a cute little sign of like the how to make it and we had all the utensils you'd need to like pour and muddle and mix for that thing and people like making their own drinks too it gives them something to do and something personal you can do for your personal party is to give it a name that is special for your friend group yeah. And we always try to think of something kind of like punny and funny and that then we go back and we can talk about the drink from that year. Right. And um, like whenever I say you don't have to have a fancy location, I just want to say that when Haley and I threw oh God. a party, we wanted a whole drink station. But the way that our house was, it was really <laughs> small. So I loved this. In our laundry room, it was like this really cool, actually, laundry room. mud room. Mud room. And it was like had tons of windows. But anyways our washer and dryer were out there. So we just put a blanket, a huge blanket over our washer and dryer and made it our drink station. Yes. On our washer and dryer. And it it was functioned perfectly. But um, that's what I mean. Like just work with what you've got. Don't, overthink it don't think oh my house isn't cool enough I don't have cool enough stuff like you do you can make it work it'll be awesome no matter what you do your friends will love it um and then we do fun things like photo backdrops for extra fun yeah it's extra fun but it also we look back on those pictures pictures. and you know by the backdrop which year it was and who was there and then that brings up all the memories of that year it's like a good documentation for each year and we do this by buying foam board from home depot (laughs) we buy foam board it costs like 12 dollars, and we paint uh, it a solid color and then we do some kind of like frame around it or funny saying and we've gone kind of crazy and done really detailed stuff or or super simple yeah like one year for christmas we just wrote merry and bright yeah, and had like, like mistletoe yeah. hanging on it. Yeah. And I it mean. was cute, and people took their pictures in front of it. Um, so if you want to be extra and do fun things like that, that's fun things to make it memorable, but that's extra. You don't have to be extra. So all you need to do to host a Friendsgiving is, let's go back through this, curate a good guest list. Well, start with your intention. Start with your intentions. <laughs> curate a good guest list. Think about how you're going to do the food, if you're going to do it yourself or potluck, the decor, mm-hmm. and what was the last one? Just the like signature drinks and fun doing, extras. Doing fun extras if you want to add on fun extras. So th- I think that's a recipe for like a pretty great Friendsgiving. And I would love, because we are going to document us kind of preparing for I want us to also post pictures of our past ones yes, on, on Instagram. Yeah, and then I was going to say, and if you guys are throwing one or have ideas, like last week we got some good input from our favorite, like you guys sharing your fall favorites. Like what gets you in the mood for fall? Yes, yeah, I love really reading not, those. Yeah, and so if you have any fun stuff for Friendsgiving, like I would love to hear that. And if you are throwing one, send us the pics so we can share it. 
Yes. And remember, we've got to get through these seasons by making them fun. Like tonight, we're doing a soup night Love that it. we do every year where we make soup and watch the Seinfeld episode, Soup Nazi. No soup for you. Yes. And we just try to make it fun. And I know that this episodes like this kind of sound... Um, like extra maybe and frivolous but it isn't you know like something these are, i look forward to every yeah, year and their memories and they're special and they're thoughtful and you know the kind of why behind our podcast and why we do this is that young pueblo quote that you know sometimes it's an honest and good com- or conversation with a good friend that is w- just what you need to get up and keep going and that's why events like this like friendsgiving they are just a space you're creating for this connection and conversation so we can all keep going on our journeys and feel that re-energized nourishment you know and you know last year we didn't get together because of covid and so it, it made us realize even more how special these times are to get together and you kind of hold them a little bit more dear to your heart and they're more precious. And so this year, especially, I feel really excited to do mm-hmm. something like Friendsgiving because I want really meaningful time with the people that I think are awesome. And that that I'm really grateful for in my life. And I think that we, our days kind of fly by. They really fly by. And um, I think moments like this, Thanksgiving is like a pause button kind of where you say, hey, I see you. Your friendship to me is so special and we're going to honor it this night. Because technically like the, the history of Thanksgiving is no longer really any part of to me the celebration to me it's this moment in the year where I reflect and I really try to be thankful and grateful for the good things in my life and the good people in my life and that's really what this holiday is for Mm -hmm. me because I know there's so much um, controversy around this holiday um, because of the history so to me that's what this is and and Friendsgiving is like a really good way to partake in that meaning of it to me I agree you know I totally agree and I always feel I have this like weird connection to nature right like during this time where the leaves start changing and stuff because it really symbolizes to me this pause that we make to notice all the things that are in our lives that we take kind of for granted you know like these trees the trees that we walk by every day and drive by every day we don't notice them you know and then all of a sudden they start changing and we're like oh wow like look at this one I really I'm so thankful for this I'm so thankful for this change for these seasons and I think it's very symbolic of like all the things that we have in our lives all year round all the friends all the all the people the family the our home, our things, whatever. And then we pause and we really try to notice them for the beauty that they really give us. So what's your favorite Friendsgiving we've had? Mm. Like, which year's your favorite? It's really hard. I think that that turkey one where Sister ate the turkey really stands out in my memory. I love Um, the one, too, where we had the long table and wrote, we drew the... The yes. plates and uh, silverware. That one was it. in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. That one was yeah, really I think, fun. I think that actually might be one of the best ones. I did like the one where we had multiple tables, but I have FOMO. 
Yeah. So, so you felt like you weren't in everyone's conversation. Yeah, I wanted to be at everyone's table. Well, this year we're doing ours the Saturday after Thanksgiving and I'm very excited. I so y'all start hooking up with your friends and planning because it's going to be here before you know it. Whenever this comes out, it's going to be like two weeks, I think, until yeah, Thanksgiving. Set a date now and then you can figure out the details. Do it, guys. You won't regret it. Make well, sure you go to one or host one, and I'm sure you'll make it really special. Thank you for listening in. This is the Dear Friend Podcast, and it's produced by us, Haley and Amanda. And the music that you hear in the intro and the outro is from our band, Sister the Band. If you want to hear more of that music, it streams on all streaming services, but you can find the information at sistertheband.com. Also... Sorry, you can listen to this podcast on all streaming services yes. and YouTube where you can watch our pretty little faces. Yep. Subscribe to Dear Friend Podcast and follow us on Instagram at dearfriend.podcast. They don't let you use commas. <laughs> so until next time, have a great week and live pretty. pretty.